Hi, this is Mark Wiltshire. Thanks for joining me in another episode of the Explore Finland radio show. This week I was joined by three people, Mia, Betty and Winnie from Sainioki University of Applied Sciences. Um, we talked for over an hour, so it looks like actually this might spin into a two-part podcast or or two separate podcasts covering slightly different aspects of life at Sainioki UAS. This week we're going to focus on actually the, the school life, the studying and and certain aspects of, of how it is to be an international student attending a degree course here in, in Sainioki. Um, firstly, Mia will explain to us uh, about the, the courses that are available uh, and then we'll also speak with Betty and with Winnie about their experiences of their course, how it was to move to Sainioki from their from their home countries. Uh, Winnie came across from China six and a half years ago and uh, hasn't gone back. Uh, Betty has only been here for a, a couple of semesters and uh, has plans to move on to various other countries in the uh, in the not so distant future. I hope you find it interesting. And uh, without taking any more time, let's head over to the uh, podcast now. Uh, thanks for joining me today at Sainioki University of Applied Sciences. Perhaps the first thing we should do is go around the table and just introduce ourselves. Yeah. So, hello everybody. My name is Mia Koski and I'm actually working here in the university. And I've been here quite many years teaching international business. And here are also two students here. Hello. Uh, my name is Winnie. Winnie Ding. I'm from China, Shanghai, and uh, I'm studying here as an open university student uh, and study IT, international business. Hi, my name is Betty. I'm from Hungary, and I study international business. I've been in Sainioki since September because there's a contract between my home university and the Sainioki University of Applied Sciences, and I'm participating in a double degree program in my final year. And what are you studying? I study international business. It's international business yeah. as well. Okay, yeah. that's, that's good. And it's a good example here. We have like a student who is an exchange student and also studying double degree, which means that you get two degrees. Like yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So at the end of uh, this year, I will have uh, two diplomas, ideally. And uh, all my courses that I take here will be accredited by my home university and hopefully my work experience will be um, acknowledged in both universities as well. For, for somebody that doesn't understand university life as much as some, um, what, what's a double degree? So a double degree actually means that I take two semesters studying abroad. And, well, in this specific case, it means that this is my final year. So the fifth and sixth semester, as we have semesters in Hungary, I take in Finland. As an exchange student, I take um, some courses here in the same number of credits that I need home, uh, more or less, and those are all accredited. So unlike in an Erasmus program where some students are required to take their home exams as well, I don't have to do that. Okay. Okay. So, and also because it's a double degree, I will write my thesis, but I will have to write it in English as opposed to Hungarian, and I will have to present it in front of both a Finnish and a Hungarian committee. Okay, so although it's a double degree, it doesn't necessarily mean double the work. No, hopefully not. Okay, that's a good idea. And that's a benefit. (laughs) That that is is a benefit. That's a benefit. Quinny, I'll I'll ask you your um, 
about your course and, and how you came to be here in a little while. But first, I'd like to ask Mia to tell us a little bit more about Seinayoki University of Applied Sciences. Sciences. This is a new building, um, but it's not a new um, university or a new educational facility. Yeah, so maybe yeah. you can tell us a little bit about yeah. the so history. Yeah, that's true. So there's a not so long history, but at least the, all the schools which are now faculties here, they have been existing already before, and they have been joined now quite recently here under the same University of Applied Sciences. And What, what are those um, faculties? So there are four faculties. So there is this uh, business and culture, which I'm from, so I can mostly talk about the businesses I know know most about that. But then we have a school of food and agriculture and it's in Ilomajoki, but some parts of the education is also here in this new building as well. And then we have this school of healthcare and social work, like nursing studies okay. mainly. And then of course school of technology, which is quite near here. It's also in Frami premises here, but not here, Yes, actually, okay. in this Frammy F building. Yeah, because this Frammy um, site has now got six buildings, and I think there yeah. are plans for a, a seventh one once there's enough need for a seventh building. And um, if the listener listens, uh, goes to my website, um, I'll put some photos on there of from inside the building uh, and also outside, because it's quite an impressive structure. Uh, from a distance, it looks rusty like it's <laughs> falling down but it's only been here a couple of years and we know that that's a that's the design rather than a, a, a fault yeah, that's true. I, I think it looks I think it looks great and I like the way that all of the buildings on this campus look, look that's different. true that's true and this is quite big area in a way so the Frami area so there's a plenty of schools but also this new building is really really modern so it's pretty nice study environment I think so as an introduction to the other, the, the other buildings on the campus, um, I know that towards the far end, Frammy, uh, A, B and C uh, have a lot of um, businesses in them and there's some um, conferencing facilities in that, in that area as well. Um, but what's in some of the other buildings? Is, is it educational So there is like a technolo- school of technologies here in Frammy and there's also these uh, studies of cultural and some studies of this food and agriculture. I think that hospitality management yeah, lessons okay. are here. But then there's a lot of like companies and especially startup companies. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And in a way, it's a pretty good like cooperation with the school, so that they are here because people cooperate when they are in the same place. Through my um, day job at export, um, we've had meetings and done work with some of these smaller. Startups, and I know that some of them actually evolved out of pe- from people who were studying here first, and then they went on to to start their own company, and then they've just moved a little bit further <laughs> down the road into a into yeah. a small office. That's true. That's true. So we're here today with with Winnie and with uh, Betty, and we're talking about international students. Um, mm. What what courses are there available to international students? Uh, and mm. Some of those are in English. Are there also courses in Finnish if people can or yes, want to come and study? Yes, in definitely. If, if they want and they can participate. Actually, we have some uh, Vietnamese students who actually are so far in this Finnish language that they are also taking some courses in Finnish. But 
if we think the whole SEAMC, so there's a huge amount of English courses. And there's in each faculty there is like programs, especially for exchange students, but also there's like a whole degree student. So it means that you can apply here and study your whole degree in English. And those are available at least in international business, so business studies. There's also this MBA program for like a master's degree that can be read totally in English. And then also nursing. Yeah. So you can study that whole three and a half years in English. And Winnie, how have you found Finnish language? Well, actually, I have already been in this country quite many years. Okay. Still, I cannot <laughs> speak quite well. <laughs> Did you come here originally for to, to study? Actually, six half years ago, I was exchange student in Kemi. Okay. Yeah. Actually, that time I was studying IT, internet, uh, information technology. Yes, but, you know, when people are young, sometimes they make the mistake. And what was your mistake? I tried to bring my girlfriend here, but, you know, a student visa is not possible. Yeah, okay. So I went to Sweden, find a job as a chef. You know, Chinese people can cook. <laughs> <laughs> so I start my job, applied work visa. But, of course, not everything goes smooth. I got visa, but girls lived. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And after that, I come back because um, actually my work attitude and how I work people likes. So one of my workmates opened a restaurant in Kulika, just yeah, 15 okay. kilometers away. And he said, I need people help. So I leave the job in Sweden, come to Finland. Then I start the, come actually come back to Finland, yeah. continue my life. And uh, somehow I feel that after one and a half year work for him, I need some more, <clears throat> some more educate that made me go more far away. Yeah, okay. You know? So I try to apply the school here and uh, trying to be the open university student first. Then after study, I can translate uh, translate my credits into uh, uh, into credits uh, into become two degree students. So I can I will get, again take the entry exam and uh, become two degree student. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And Betty, you you talked before that you've got this um, agreement between your home university and Seniyoki. I guess that was what made you make the, the choice to come to Seniyoki. Yeah, I mean, I've wanted to study abroad. I have lived abroad before, so staying in one place for a whole three and a half years was not an option. <laughs> but at the same time, my home university is quite strict with what courses it accepts from other universities. And I saw some of my friends going on a year abroad or semester abroad and coming back and having to take exams. And I okay. thought, there's no way I'm going to do that because while I'm a committed student... I don't want to study for pretty much two universities, two courses, because there's still a difference. So that's a real benefit to coming to Senyoki, is that your your home university actually recognises the work that you do here. Definitely. I'm not the only one. There are quite a few students from various universities, from Germany, France, and many other places, with whom um, this university has a connection to their home universities as well. So I'm not a specific case but in Hungary, I think we're one or maybe two universities that do that. Yeah, okay. Mm. That's, that's interesting. Um, where, do you, where do you hope 
that the that, that studying here will lead you. Uh, Winnie, you, you've mentioned quite this long, twisted path that's <laughs> led you here so far, uh, from from uh, being a chef uh, to studying smaller programs to get you onto this this IT degree course. Um, where do you want it to take you afterwards? Actually, before I go to become a chef, I tried myself also quite many small business. Right. Okay. Small business for me actually it's not that successful. So that's why I bend down go to Sweden to as a chef. <laughs> safe, safe way to yeah, get to the yeah. business side. But yeah. I know that he has still ongoing many business ideas. I can see this when you're talking about your small business before. I can see how these different pieces are coming together. And now you're giving yourself a, a business education before you go off and try, and try and make something again for yourself, which is good. How is the studying in Seinayoki? University of Applied Sciences. How does it compare to where you've studied before or, or whatever you've studied before as well, Winnie? Well, it, it is very different, I have to say that, because in most, how should I say, institutions of education, whether it's primary, secondary or higher education in Hungary, people still tend to focus on <laughs> theoretical, so-called lexical knowledge. So your teacher will will give the lectures, will give you two, three books to read, and the exams will be based on that. So not much creativity is required. But people think that's a good way to prepare for the future. You know, once you have the basics in your head, you will be able to apply those. But what I see here is that there's loads of presentations to do, loads of coursework, loads of assignments, which require you to, yeah, read some material, but very often watch a video, fill out a quiz, and analyze the results and try to apply it. For instance, we had um, a project for customer relationship management, which is one of the courses taught here in the second semester, that we had to read um, an 18-page text about the Hilton Hotels and their system, CRM system. And uh, when we had to do the presentation about it, we weren't just required to say, okay, these were the benefits, this is what it looks like, this is how it works, but we had to pick a company that we are familiar with, either we, one of us had worked there or something, and talk about having CRM in that company, whether it's already existed or not. So it's more, it's more entrepreneurial thinking that they encourage here, and I really appreciate that because, you know, when you go off to do a job or take on a job anywhere, they're not going to require you to recite all the information you've ever read in the books. They're going to want you to solve a problem, whatever way you can find for that. Being able to stand up and talk in front of a, in front of a group. Yeah. I, I was, when I was studying for my A-levels, which is too, <laughs> too many years ago, we don't need to go into that right now. Um, well, I remember when I was in the sixth form studying A-levels, they had this public speaking competition. And they still do that. Yeah. Right, and a lot of people... Because oh, you, you've been there more recently yeah, in the I UK. Yeah, I've been there, yeah. And people hated it. And I forgot to write anything for this, for this um, presentation. But on the morning, I just decided that I would stand up and talk about giving a talk in public. My presentation, my public speaking presentation was about giving a public speaking presentation. <laughs> and 
Well, I didn't win, but I did actually get invited to come back to the final of this competition and do my presentation. As a rule, I would say in life, that's not the best way to do it. <laughs> you, can, you can do it once on the, on the fly, but if you can learn and practice your presentation and know what you're talking about, actually that's what leads to it being more natural. Maybe that's what you're experiencing now. Yeah, I mean... I'm very fortunate because I've never really had a problem with public speaking. I, I get nervous about other situations, but not this. I'm very confident in speaking out and so on. But I think it really depends on the, on the kind of person you are. Because I have a lot of friends who are just not confident. And it doesn't matter how many times they can do a presentation, how many times they can prepare for this. You know, it can be the most insignificant thing to talk about. No one listens, no one cares, and yet they still get very nervous Mm. and have issues. So I think for that, um, at my home university as well, they offer certain trainings and such. You know, it's not simple to organize, but I think that's also a way to do it. But most people also have a problem with uh, standing up and saying, yes, I'm not good at this but I will push myself to get better. Mm. So when we do uh, group work, we do do a lot of group work and teamwork here, and we have to organize who does what, you know, divide the workload. People who are shy to speak anyway won't say, yeah, I should really enhance this skill or improve this skill. They will say, okay, I will do the research, but you have to speak. Mm. And the teachers naturally can't force you can't go to your group and say no i noticed that you haven't done one presentation so you speak that's not how it works it depends how smart you are so to say do you think it should work that way do you think there should be a a kind of switching of the roles in that in that situation it could but i don't think that would achieve the desired effect because then it would feel forced and everything Mm. that's forced has kind of a negative effect on the whole process as it is. Mm. Mm. I, I find it hard to understand why people struggle with this, especially because nothing depends on it apart from a grade, which is not a deal breaker. Mm. So I find it hard to get my head around this, but I totally understand that we have different fears. Mm. It's just a shame that people are not uh, brave enough to st- admit it to themselves yeah. and step up to the task. Yes, because it helps if you can practice it at least a bit so that exactly. your further life will be easier. Yeah. I did that because I have been very afraid about public speech. Really? Yes, <laughs> and that's why I'm a teacher, because you can't be afraid like eight hours every day, so it goes away. Yeah. It's, in- yeah. it's, it's interesting, actually. Some, some jobs yeah. you just have to do it. In my, in my career, started having a small team of people and you would stand up and talk to a group of three or four people you knew quite well. And then it just sort of grows, grows from bigger. there. Yes. Winnie, how is it different studying here than it was for you back in China? I mean, I'm guessing you're studying at a different level now, but how was, how was it studying there? Actually, I have been in Chinese college also before. You have? Okay. Yes. Um, the most different thing is about people. The amount of the people. Okay. <laughs> you have a bit more space to move around here. Yeah, yeah. of course. And uh, just imagine when I was pupil until, until I come to Finland, I always had desk mate. Okay. The classroom is really crowded. So at least 50 to 60 people are sitting in one room wow. to study. With one teacher? Yeah, with one teacher. Is this in school or in college? 
from school to college. Right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you will have lots of like a speech in China to face to like two hundred or five hundred people. So when I come to here, I feel that's nothing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you were you were prepared from from the completely different scale yeah. of speaking to lots of people suddenly. Where is everybody? <laughs> did, did, somebody, did somebody not turn up today? Okay. How's your student life? Well, student life, I feel really relaxed compared to the work, seriously, because here, just sitting, listen to the teacher, finish the assignment, and finish the exam. Yeah. <laughs> Even compared to China. Yeah. Because China, if you are in the college, you, you, have, you may have one courses, and the teacher just give you three books. Three books and all questions. After you finish all the questions, okay, you can pass the exam. Okay, it's interesting. So they're they're kind of preparing you to pass the test, yeah, just like rather test. than developing you like you like like Betty was saying before. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And here you you can see there are lots of teamwork. It's totally different. It teaches you how to cooperate with other peoples because actually in the company you do everything with the peoples. Mm, that's true. So okay. maybe maybe Mia, the, this this way of studying is kind of continuing to feed that attitude around here of cooperation maybe, and teamwork. Maybe it's that, yes. But it's also, we know that in te- when we work in any company, so in a way, even if you do inter- independent work, you are still a lot of dependent about your networks, your cooperation partners in the same company and so on. So you have to somehow be able to deal with many different kinds of people, even mm. if you don't like everybody. So you have to just how to deal with them. And I think that, especially when you have different cultures involved you in the class, especially, so the misunderstandings come really easy. So that's why it's also pretty good to, like, uh, how would I say, it's good to exercise that in school than yeah. in work. Yeah. Yes. No, I think, yeah. I think that's true. My, I, I spent my first 10 years working in Harrods in London, big department store, and there were people from all over the world and it's where I met my wife and that's how I ended up in Senioki ultimately um, and that's a that's an age-old story as well there's many many people who've ended up here for the same reason um, but it's true you you get used to working with people from different cultures you learn how to compromise with yeah. how they yes. how they work and how they how they live um, and now in my company in export, we have um, two Finns, we have one Brit, that's me, we have two Americans, oh, and one other Finnish person. Five of the six are in a, a marriage or relationship with somebody from another country. So we have this real mixed, mixed bag of, of people. Uh, yeah, everyone's lived overseas and been to different places, and I, I think that's, that's kind of similar, similar sort of atmosphere yeah, to here. Yeah. And in a way, when years ago, so you like uh, get love with that atmosphere that there's a lot of different nationalities like in the same place. Yeah. In a way, because everybody is human and everybody's anyway like everybody's people anyway, basic. So you kind of learn that you start to enjoy that. I think it breaks yeah. down some of those stereotypes That's that true. people have That's as true. well. You know, National stereotypes are one thing, but when you start to speak to somebody on a yes. one-to-one basis, you realise that they're just... Everybody's personality, and they yeah. are people. Everybody's like human beings. Yeah. And you are similar anyway. Is there anything that you've, you don't like 
about being here? You, obviously, Betty, it's the weather. It's too cold. <laughs> the weather, the dark, obviously. Yeah. I still haven't managed to put up with the food at school. I have to say that. <laughs> I, I mean... Yeah, I, but maybe many Finnish haven't either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Because you remember school food. Yeah, well, I've got I've got kids, same. and they they're already now complaining about the school food. They compared to what I had as a kid, they don't know that they're born, but still they find something to complain yeah. about. Um, well, it's still better than in Hungary, to be honest, because at university you don't get a lunch break, so you have classes from eight to four, eight to five sometimes, like uh-huh. fifteen minute breaks, and you have a chance to pop out to your bakery and buy something like that. So I really appreciate that here. At 11.30 or even at 11.20, you get the time off and you go to eat. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what... Especially when they sell Hungarian goulash soup, I get offended. <laughs> I get offended. It's not quite like Mama it's cooks. Not, it's no. not the same. But still, it's state-funded. Because right now, uh, for a normal lunch with a student card, you pay euro eighty cents, which is... A very generous price. It's a good price. Yeah. Even in Hungary, you can't get a proper cooked meal for that amount of money. But I think quite a lot of students would be happy to pay, I don't know, one euro more to get something different. Or, But still, you can't complain because there's always a vegetarian option. There's always salad. There's mostly soup as well. So it's they try to make it as varied as possible. But when you cook for the mass... It's not easy to cook something delicious and yet variable and, you know, it's a challenge and yeah. I, I recognize that. Of course, you talk about food. Well, then I talk about Shanghai because I miss that place a lot and I was studied here. They have a really good system, like, because our university, it's like a kulika this big. <laughs> so that's why there's lots of students and the school gives the opportunity for the business. In the school, there's like uh, 20 restaurants. Okay. Wow. So you go to pick up where you want to eat. There are competitions. So the food is absolutely delicious. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So that's why some, sometimes I feel also here and eat some competitions. <laughs> Maybe food will get better. <laughs> We've been talking nearly an hour wow. now, which is great. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how long this actually is when I, when I edit it down. But I just wanted to ask you, Nia... Uh, and thank you for arranging this thank today. Thank you, because it is really interesting it, event and it's nice for us also to yes. take part of your podcast. Yeah, and yeah. Winnie and Betty, thank you for, yes. for joining me today. Mia, if, if there are people listening to this overseas that are interested in maybe studying in Finland or particularly here in Seinjoki, where can they where can they go? Are there some particular websites that would be useful for them to... Yeah, yeah. So if you are studying already in some university of applied sciences or university, you can apply here as an exchange student. Okay. And you can study here, for example, semester or one year. And if your university has a like a contract with us, so you can do the double degree, which Petty talked about. But if you haven't, if you have not any degree, so then you can apply here as a degree student as yeah. well. And. Those will be done. I guess they have like this entrance examination in 13 countries, actually. So that is one where you can do the exam, even if you apply, of course, via the internet pages. So yeah. you apply at um, certain times. 
What is the website? Where can they find it? Uh, you can find it like www.seamk.fi. That's S-E-A-M-K. dot F-I. Yeah. And then this. Slash? Yes. <laughs> Good. And then E-N, like English. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's seamk.fi slash E-N. will take you to the English pages for... Seinayoki University of Applied Sciences. Yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you all for joining me. I appreciate your time. Our time today is finished. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. I hope you found that conversation interesting. I also, this week before signing off, wanted to just say a few thank yous. A few people that have connected with the Explore Finland radio show on Facebook recently. Within the last few weeks, you'll know if it's you. So thank you to Sarah to Marina, Damien, Karen, Mika and Quentin. Uh, All of you have started following me on Facebook. I appreciate it. I hope you're also listening to this and hearing this. Um, And if you uh, know someone else yourselves that might be interested in following the show, then please let them know where we are on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Google Plus. Um, remember, you can follow me on the website itself if you go to explorefinlandpodcast.com. Each page that you read on the website, you can also you can also find a place on there where you can subscribe. And every time I update the, the website, you'll get notified and you'll be able to keep track of me that way as well. So until next time, thank you very much for listening and I'll see you again on the Explore Finland radio show. Bye.